Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. Sorry I didn't get any, any uh, episodes out over the weekend. I recorded one Saturday. I just didn't like, I didn't feel like I was on my game, which I felt great Saturday. I woke up, I went to Muay Thai. Um, what else did I, I had an IV drip Saturday, which was nice. Um, still trying to flush everything out of my body. Those help immensely. I need a haircut. That's what I need. That's what I've been neglecting. <laughs> I've, it's been like, I think it was the week before Thanksgiving I got my haircut, or the week of Thanksgiving. So it's, we're coming up on like three weeks. Starting to look like a weirdo, look like a psycho. Uh, but, anyways, um, on my way to the gym now, it is a very rainy, dreary, rainy, dreary Monday, man. The ground is, it is uh, nothing short of a disaster. I'm, I'm like, the ground's so soft, I'm almost concerned that I'm going to lose trees. That's how soft the ground is. Like when I stepped outside for my cold plunge today, my foot slid and it, it didn't just slide off the top, like take some grass off. It went down about a half an inch into the earth and dragged about a half inch of earth it's just so everything froze it got wet then it froze and all that water wow i just thought of this on i just thought of this on my own this is my scientific brain so my theory is the ground got wet and then it froze so that water didn't have a chance to you know essentially run off or or run down deeper into the ground so it stayed on that upper crust and uh, it froze and then it started to thaw out but instead of it just being warm it's also raining so you're like getting double the amount of water packed into that upper layer of soil and uh, just the whole I mean the ground feels like a trampoline almost it's like a man that's not a good uh, it's like a spongy uh, Oh, it's very, it's very wet. That's what I'm getting at. I don't know how much it beat this horse to death. It's very wet out today, so that's, that's the end of that story. But um, <clears throat> I'm two and a half weeks in a carnivore. I have not deviated. I have not cheated. I took uh, Geneva out for her birthday Friday night. Stuck to the plan. Um, I had this drink called Spicy Water. It was like... Uh, ginger infused like sparkling water it's pretty good some like lime or something i don't know some kind of fruit um it was very good and it kind of scratched the itch to have a cocktail when you're out because i cannot remember i know this might sound bad but i can't remember the last time i went to a nice dinner and didn't have a drink it's just it's how you do it yeah yeah okay cocktails tonight yeah sure i'll have a lot of and it's it's been so it was like kind of weird but uh it felt good Although I noticed, um, I noticed, um, I don't know, now my tolerance, wow, the river is so swollen. Um, I didn't want to be out very long. You know, you, you start getting drinks going, you're like, oh, let's go, like, especially when you're in a city, you're like, you want to go from place to place to place, right? We were done with dinner, I mean, we were out the door, we were home. Plus, we've got Ada, you know what I mean? We don't like being away from Ada. Like, I genuinely... I don't like to like 
oh, let's dump the kids off. I'm sure it might be different when we have two kids. You know what I mean? But I know my wife doesn't like to spend a whole lot of time away from Ada. Ada's just a perfect, just, just an amazing little girl. And uh, we've been thinking more and more <laughs> about how we have a second one coming already. It's, guys, that's fast, man. We got wham, wham. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> uh, you have the right away here, Binky. Um, that's fast. You know, to have one kid and then another one exactly a year later, newborn and a one-year-old, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. And, um, I wonder what's more difficult, twins, a newborn and a one-year-old or a newborn or a newborn and a toddler. I, I have to imagine a newborn and a toddler would have to be pretty wicked. You know what I mean? It'd have to be pretty wicked. Um... You know, we were talking about how when Ruby's in a... Oh, okay, well, there's the name. Ruby is our second daughter that's coming, Lord willing. And uh, she... Um, Geneva's like, I'm just going to have to wear her a lot, you know, while I'm taking care of it. It's going to be an interesting challenge, but we're, we're ready for it. So I think, um, if anything, having the second baby is going to be a, a real test for me. You know, like I said, the first one, I mean, it's definitely going to test Geneva beyond a shadow of a doubt. I think I said this a couple episodes ago, you know, but uh, I think this one's going to really test me because I'm going to have to be, not that I'm not involved now, but I'm going to have to be way more involved in the day-to-day -day tasks, which is why I wish, I wish our parents lived closer. I wish our parents lived closer. Like, I would, I would pay my mom to just <clears throat> be at home and help with my kids. You know, I'd pay my mom. She kind of works like, I, I don't know if it's full-time or part-time at a restaurant in town. I'd pay her way more. You know what I mean? To, but, you know, she's 11 hours away. Which, we're going to be changing that here soon. Uh, pray for me that, <coughs> pray for me that this house hunt this land hunt goes well um, seems like every, wow this guy just that was that was bold seems like every time we're about to just find you know every time we get something on our radar it disappears or goes off the market or somebody buys it I don't know it's been weird <coughs> excuse me got a frog in my throat this morning so say a prayer that works out soon I do enjoy where we're at but we need more land and absolutely no neighbors. You know, we got people building houses. It's just too close. Just too close for comfort. Um, I don't want to have neighbors for acres on each side. You know what I mean? I don't want to be near another house. Um, I just don't. I don't want to have somebody up in my business. You know what I mean? Like, I was going out back yesterday and shooting pumpkins with one of my shotguns. And I had to be, you know, I was having a blast. And I had to stop after six or seven shots because I'm like, oh, I'm the neighbors. You know what I mean? But I used to be shooting. I don't shoot my guns a lot at the house, you know, especially with Ada around. Um, I just, uh, we got to get out. We got to get out on the commune. But anyways, I, and I'm not complaining about where we live now because where we live right now, as you've seen, if you follow me on social media, it's absolutely beautiful. We're on 12 acres in Maine. It's gorgeous. But, you know, 
you, we, you know, you go down our private road and then boom, there's a Christmas tree farm and then boom, neighbor, boom, neighbor, boom, neighbor, you know, so, um, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she's just like, you're constantly being tested. I'm like, is that what this is? I was telling her about, um, one of our social media girls, a business partner of mine, we, uh, I was talking about our, uh, invoicing issue last week and she's just like it's you're constantly being tested and she's like what do you expect what do you expect like I don't know I don't know it's uh big goals big devils you know what I'm saying like you gotta be what is why is this person doing 20 miles an hour big goals big devils man you've got to expect that if you're gonna do something special that if you have big aspirations, that you're going to come under some serious testing, some serious trials uh, in tribulations. Tribulation, rather. Trials and tribulation. Um, anytime, and remember how I categorized people like high performers to like the lowest rungs on the ladder a couple weeks ago or last week or something like that? You know, if you want to be a high performer, you know, you have to remember that stepping outside of the mold is always going to increase your discomfort first. Stepping outside of the mold is always going to increase your level of, like, you're going to be exposed, like, what am I trying to say? I'm sorry, guys. This is what I'm trying to say. If you want to go to the next level in your walk with God, with Jesus, you're going to experience discomfort that normal Sunday morning Christians don't experience at all. Like, I've been challenged more and more and more to do more with my faith. And that means stepping out of your comfort zone. That means talking about God as much as you can. That means giving to the poor, taking care of the sick. I mean, we're called to do these things. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I tithe. I donate. Whenever, when anybody asks me to donate to something, boom, I'm one of the first ones to do it. But it's like, I feel like I need to do more. And to do more is going to require sacrifice and discomfort. You know, am I supposed to be going out and speaking to people? Am I supposed to be uh, getting food together and giving it to the homeless downtown. Like, if, if you're going to go to the next level in your walk with God, you're going to experience discomfort that normal people don't experience. You're going to have sets of setbacks that normal people don't experience. You're going to go through issues that normal people don't go through. If you want to go to the next level with your physical fitness, going to experience issues that normal people don't experience. Normal people don't have to worry about counting calories. Normal people don't have to worry about macros. Normal people don't have to worry about, uh, do I want to get functionally strong? Do I want to hit a PR on this? Normal people don't have to worry about these things. Like normal people aren't going to get punched. I'm not, normal people aren't paying to get punched in the face three, four days a week like I am. It's just not normal. If you want to go to the next level in business, man, 
you're going to experience some major issues that normal people do not get to experience. You know, I dread for uh, obviously a host of reasons, not just this, but God forbid anything were to please Jesus now, but God forbid anything were to happen to my wife. You know, I don't think that I could ever, and this is going more into the relationship side of things, I don't think that I could ever remarry. Like, I'm not talking like we said, my wife and I will never get a divorce. And it'll never happen. Like, if she, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Croaked. Sorry, honey. But uh, I uh, I don't know that I would ever, I'm going to be gone long before her, which is why I can talk about this. But um, the I don't know that I could remarry because it would take... It would take so long to get that person used to how things are in my life. <laughs> I'm not even talking about getting used to me as a person. I'm talking about getting used to uh, just how my life is because it's very abnormal because I have really big goals. I have really big ambition, you know? And from the outside looking in, my life probably looks like smooth sailing, you know. And I try to be as upfront with you. I don't, I'm not one of these people that's like smile on social media, but everything's crumbling behind the scenes. I like I try to be as upfront with you guys as I can on this podcast. And my life is amazing. I was thinking about this yesterday. We did our Christmas pictures yesterday, dude. My life is. God has blessed me beyond, beyond. By wildest imagination. It's blessed me. I'm about to be a father. I'm a father. I'm about to be a father to a second child. Everybody's healthy. That's the biggest thing for me. Everybody's healthy. I, I have an amazing home and just I, I'm able to work whenever I want to work. God has blessed me. But it ain't always easy. It ain't always easy. I can't. I couldn't even count the amount of nights that I've slept, or not slept, I've laid awake staring at the wall, you know, writhing back and forth, back and forth, you know, sweating from being anxious, <laughs> staring at the wall, wondering how I was going to make it happen. You know, but I lay awake restlessly so that they could sleep restfully. It's my job. As a man, that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need any special recognition. I certainly don't need anybody to feel bad. Because that's what I'm called to do as a man. That's my job. My job is to make the lives of those that depend on me, namely my wife and children first, and then everybody else, uh, as easy as I could possibly make it. If I can, The way I look at it is if there is a load that I can bear for you, I'll take it. Like some people, like, I can't take on your anxiety and depression. You know what I mean? I can't take on your trauma. I can't, but I can take on certain things to make your life easier. You know what I mean? Like if it's got to be me, if I have to take it and I can take it, I will. That's just how I'm wired. So laying awake there in bed at night, like, dude, how are we going to make this happen? And it always happens. It always works out. You get all excited and worked up for nothing. 
you know, I just, um, I don't know how I would get anybody else used to that. <laughs> you know? And plus, you know, my wife has earned it because she's been through the really bad, bad times with me. So she's like really earned her spot. You know what I'm saying? Like I would feel like, you know, another woman coming into my life if something were to happen to my wife, I'm like, eh, I, I, you didn't earn it. You, you don't deserve to be here. You know what I mean? You didn't earn this. You know, so um, I know that sounds arrogant, but it's it's the damn truth, all right? I've worked my ass off for 12 years. You know what I mean? It's, it's tirelessly. So you're going to have major, major issues and problems that just are not normal when you start to do things that are not normal. Like, having major issues and problems that, like, where you don't know who you're going to talk to about it, that's a good indication. Listen, 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 listen. If you're dealing with problems and you're like, I don't know who to talk to about this because I don't know anybody that can relate, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Now, now listen, I'm not talking like, oh, I shot my neighbor and buried him in the backyard. I, I don't know any other murderers. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, you know, your business is on the verge of bankruptcy, but none of your friends are business owners. You don't know. That's a good problem. That's a good type of problem. It does, it's not a great, I mean, it's not like, woo, I'm going bankrupt, but it's like, it's, that's the good kind of problems that you want to have. Although when you're going through it, it doesn't seem good at all. You know, or maybe like, you're in the middle of, you, you know, you're, you're like debating whether or not to sell a business and you got to tell your employees and you don't know how to go about that conference, like things like that. Things like that. Or like, just like the gym, a silly example is like, how do I take my bench from 315 to 405? Great problem to have. I've been stuck at 315 for six months. I hear people say it's so funny. I'm like, good. That's amazing. That's better than 99.99% of the population. Good for you, bro. You know, like, think about it. That's, that's, that's what I'm really trying to get at right there is that your problems should look way differently than everybody else's. That's a really good indication that you're doing the right things. Because there's no way to get through life without making mistakes. Making making mistakes is just an inevitable part of our existence on this earth. You're going to make mistakes. And a lot of them, if you're doing big things, the the bigger the goals that you have, and the more ambitious that you are, the more mistakes you're going to make. It's that simple. All these people out here, I look at all these people I'm sitting in traffic with right now. I'm thinking like, man, you know how many of these people have just settled? They don't make any big mistakes anymore. You know, I think, I I fear that um, now part of being an adult and what people view as like mildly successful is not making any mistakes. If you're not making any mistakes, then you're not pushing yourself. Now, again, you shouldn't be making the same mistakes that you were a year ago. Your mistakes that you make should evolve. Should evolve. I go, Mike, I'm making a ton of mistakes, and I'm still, well, no, you're making the same mistakes you were six months to a year ago, dummy. That's not, that's why you're not progressing, because you're making the same damn mistakes. No, the mistakes that you're making 
should evolve over time. They should get more complicated because the problems that you deal with become more complicated because you're in a constant, it's like, it's like it's, I love using the analogy, you've heard me many times, the metaphor of the video game. I guess that'd be an analogy, right? Of the uh, video game. Life is like a video game. And you, when you beat the first level, you have to you have to beat the boss at the end. And then, you know, it's level one. It might take you two tries. You know what I'm saying? Then you get to level two. You get to the boss at the end of that. And it takes you three or four tries. Then you get to level three. Then by the time you're at level ten, it's take it takes you like 50 tries to get past that that la that last boss. But you build skills. So when you go back to levels one, two, three, four, five, you walk through them. You don't even think twice. You don't lose in the boss battles. Why? Because you've dealt with a level 10 boss. That's life. If you're smart. If you're smart. See, most people are walking around, they're stuck on level 3. They're stuck on level 3, they think that boss is unbeatable. Or they're afraid to go to the next level because they know the next level is going to be more complicated. They're like, yeah, I'll just hang out here at level three and I'll just always lose the boss battle and never move on to level four. Eh, I'm not really interested in what level. I'm sure it's nothing crazy. And people just sit there and they resign themselves to a life of, what is it, quiet, desperation, averageness. I think I would rather, I would rather, and I mean this when I say it, you know, if I were alone and I didn't have a wife and kids, um, I would rather sleep in a railroad car than to live a quiet, average life where I work a nine to five and I have like an apartment. I truly mean this. I really mean this. If I now, obviously, I would do that if I had a family. You know, right now because I have a family to provide for. But if it were just me, and it's like. Yeah, you can live in a railroad car under a bridge or out in the woods somewhere and eat squirrel. Or you can have like a decent apartment, you know, 17, 1800 a month. You know, your nine to five Toyota Camry. Get put throw me in the woods. Throw me in the woods. Put me in the underpass. I don't care. I couldn't live that life. I couldn't live that life. I really, really couldn't dead serious man would cause it, I, I don't know I, I don't know if I would get suicidal I don't know I just couldn't there's so many of you walking around at level 2 I'm not talking about you guys specifically but there's so many people that walk around on level 2 level 3 never go to the next levels and there's like a hundred there's a hundred there's a hundred levels in this video game and you're, most people are on 2 and 3 and they never get past 2 and 3 never get past 2 and 3 and that's sad that's sad. See, these are the people that you see later on in life that try to fill their life, that void, with all kinds of crazy stuff like deep sea fishing and skydiving and all of a sudden they get into water sports. And it's like, you know, <laughs> if you want real thrills, why don't you step outside the box? Like, and I mean really step outside the box. Quit your salary job and go get a commission sales job. And then 
you, you don't need to skydive anymore after that. I have people ask me, oh, you want to go skydiving? I'm like, dude, I, I've got enough excitement in my life <laughs> as it is. I don't need to go jump out of a damn plane to, to get any more. I don't need to be any more excited than I already am. <laughs> Stressed out and full of adrenaline. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, if you need to do that shit, you know, and everybody's different. Some people are just true, and there's like hardcore adrenaline junkies and stuff like that, but you know, why do people do that stuff? Because they want to feel alive. You know what I mean? They want to feel alive because most of their life is spent dead. Just a, a zombie. You know what I mean? People do that stuff to feel alive because most of the time, their entire life has been lived on autopilot. They don't know who they are as a person, so they got to, you know, to feel something. They, hold on, let me park this big-ass rig, this tiny little spot. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so that's the point, man. That's the point. I think that completes today's episode. But, yeah, that's... Uh, You know, you, you, you got to step outside the box, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to step outside the box and do something different with your life and stop living on autopilot. You know what I mean? You got to step outside the box, man, and have some fun. So that's all I got for you guys. I love you. Let's get it. Have a great day. Peace.